right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Dumbbells. We have uh, a pretty awesome guest with us today, um, Jackson Miller. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Coach. This is great. Um, so we're going to get into a little bit of Jackson's uh, background. Jackson, since coming into the gym, has not only embraced the lifestyle component that we try to encourage, but he actually is a walking, breathing, talking testament to what that lifestyle means now so you you're doing more you're engaged you're an active member of our coaching staff here which is that something you ever thought you'd end up doing uh, not at all heck no i mean we we always are encouraged when people bite off into the community but when somebody actually steps up and says i want to pay it forward it's exciting for us so uh, we're just going to get to know you because uh, i know at least well most of the gym knows who you are but there's probably still a good piece that doesn't so what's a little bit of your background are you from virginia i am was uh Lived in Virginia my entire life. And in this area, the uh, the Manassas? Yep, mostly northern Virginia. I grew up in Fairfax, raised my family here in Manassas, went to Richmond for or VCU for college for a little while. Fort Eustis was even in Virginia for my little nice. army stint was okay. in Virginia as well. I actually so. didn't realize you were a vet. Yep. Oh, dude, awesome. Okay. And when I met you, you were just coming out of politics. Right. Now, you were a delegate, right? I was. I was the uh, majority whip in the Virginia House of Delegates. <laughs> That's, I was like, oh, this is this is prime time. And then I was like, oh, he lost that election. <laughs> so you, how long were you doing that? I was in politics for a while. I was on the Manassas City Council for two years and then in the Virginia House of Delegates for 12 years. That's significant. What kind of a hole did that create when you left that? Uh, it was big. I mean, it was big. That took a lot of my time. Yep. Um, it took a lot of my energy, a lot of my focus. So it, it did kind of create a huge hole, uh, you know, a huge vacuum. Now, how much did your family get much time with you or that thing pretty much probably ran, ran your life? It did run my life. My family was very supportive. But now that I'm out of politics, I realized how much... Uh, it took me away from them. So transitioning was a good thing in it, hindsight. In hindsight, it was. Um, I do know that you are a networking fool. So you do get out. I see you all the time because you're pretty plugged in. You're from here. Um, you've been an active member of the political representation here. So you're a pretty connected guy. I, I suppose so. I'm you're very very involved in the business community also. That's that's fantastic. And you're, what's your day-to-day -day now? So you're primarily you're a realtor. I own a small real estate company in Old Town Manassas, Crossroads Realtors, um, with my partner Austin Haynes, who's on the planning commission here in Prince William, nice. and uh, raising a couple boys. Fantastic. And um, what was it? So you you've got, you've got your, your life pretty put together. I mean, uh, not many people can tell that type of a story. You know, I mean, you transitioned out of one very involved, active lifestyle. Now, you are, um, you are a single parent. Correct. And how long have you been a single parent? Uh, going on three years now. And how old are your boys? Uh, one's a freshman at JMU. He's 18. And the other one's a 15-year-old sophomore at Osborne. <laughs> so you, this is the fun time, right? This is when things get <laughs> unpredictable. That's right. Um, now, so there's kind of the backdrop of where you were. You came to us right when you were getting out of politics. You were still doing the real estate thing. You still had your boys. Recently, um, newly single dad. And then you transitioned to where you were looking for something else into your lifestyle. What was it that brought you to the gym? Well, to be very specific is what brought me to the gym is staring at Facebook one day. This ad pops up with this kind of hyped up coach talking about coming and doing a challenge at his gym. So That's, uh, oh, that's crazy. So, <laughs> so that, that was the big trigger. It, well, that's what intrigued me. I looked at it. Uh, and I was not, you know, it wasn't a good point in my life, quite frankly. You know, my, my wife had just passed away from cancer. 
Um, you know, I'd just been, you know, you're, you've been very polite in this podcast. You make it sound like I just transitioned out of politics. The, the people threw my ass out <laughs> is what actually happened. They were, they were tired of me representing them. Any, any public servant that um, does that kind of work, it's, it's <laughs> great, man. I don't like focusing on the negative. No, we got, we got, I got tossed out in the anti-Trump tidal wave, which it is what it is. That's, that's how <laughs> politics works. And so I wasn't really in a good place, but, uh, the type of person I am is you just never, you can't get down on yourself, and I certainly couldn't because I had two boys yep. uh, that were counting on me, you know, to guide them. Um, so, you know, deceased wife that had a great relationship for well over 20 years, yep. uh, you know, just thrown out of office, <laughs> raising a couple boys, thinking I was in okay shape, which I really wasn't, especially I came and interviewed with you. I could kind of see that grin. I'm telling them, yeah, I'm in pretty good shape. I play hoops with my sons out front yeah. in the court sometimes. And you're kind of grinning. You're like, okay, I can't wait for you to come. <laughs> so and you so, weren't looking for fitness. Uh, so when, the ad, when you saw an ad, because marketing, businesses have to market, and you, you just don't know what kind of a – that's the weird thing about marketing. What type of client are you trying to bring into your business and the, the type of person you're trying to do business with? And obviously – um, we made out as I hope as much as you did, as far as the personality and the person that we got to be a part of our community. But so you came into the challenge, you started a challenge. And then when things started to change for you physically, so you obviously incorporated the fitness and the nutrition, but what were some of the transitions? So you started when you were 50, 51. Yeah, right around 50. And, yep. um, so somewhat active playing hoops, but you get into this kind of a strength training environment, um, did you end up, uh, were you struggling with, can I do this? Was it something that kind of lit your fire again? And you're like, wow, I haven't felt like this in a while. What was that transition moment where you recognized there's this piece that's been missing from my, um, my activity, my fitness level that, holy crap, I didn't realize I was still, I still had this fire in me. Oh, hell coach. There was no fire. <laughs> <laughs> I showed up. I knew, you know, I, I came, I wanted to be in better shape and I figured maybe I have the time now. Um, and I show up to a boot camp one morning and we're doing some slam bells and kettlebell swings. And I'm looking at this. I, I showed up to the 545. I guess it was 5 at the time. Yeah. Or 445. I think it was 5 at the time. And here's this little 98-pound girl in front of me, in the row in front of me, just swinging the <laughs> same weight kettlebell I was and slamming the same sandbag I was. And I was sucking wind. Yeah. And she was just smoking it, you know. And I'm just like, oh, my God. This, 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 this little lady's like 98 pounds <laughs> in front of me, and she's killing this. Yeah. What the... And I knew, I mean, I knew then something's got to change. And, uh, and that lit the fire under my butt. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, what, um, what were some of the transitions? Because as guys get older, and I'm going to harp on this because I'm older. I'm not too far behind you. But um, when you start looking at guys that age, obviously you're fighting uh, society's conflicts, which is, hey, let's go out and have a beer. Let's go to a game. Let's, let's stay up late. Let's sleep in. Let's not kind of adapt this lifestyle. How were you in transitioning in this new lifestyle with the way you were? Because you, you do get around. I mean, you know a lot of people. You do a lot of business. You're involved in a lot of business, you said, in the area. So living this lifestyle, did you ever run into a conflict where it was like, Ugh, I want to be healthy, but I want to be more social in this? Have you found a, a, a balance between the two? I have gotten a better balance. It was very difficult at first. In fact, I failed your challenge. Um, <laughs> but it was my fault, 100%. And I tell everyone that. It's and not funny you failed. It's funny that... Um, you sitting here now, and that's what it took to maybe get you a little oh, bit on well, the edge. No, was, and I tell people, when, when, they're, when I meet people here that are on the challenge, I tell them straight up, well, I failed it. And I say, but I tell them, it's all my fault. If I had followed exactly what Brian and Jenny had told me to do, I definitely would have passed my challenge. No, many people are honest um, about that, yeah. And so my problem was, is I, I 
the type of food that you chew I followed properly, but mm -hmm. I drank way too much beer and bourbon um, out with my friends in Old yep. Town Manassas or Gainesville or wherever um, during my challenge. You know, I ate my broccoli and I ate my chicken and <laughs> yeah. I, I did right with food, but and I, I didn't fail it miserably. It came close yep. to, to passing. But yeah, if I had not, if I had done everything that you guys had told me to do, I definitely would have passed that challenge. But but the 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 fire was lit. You know, it's a it's a good atmosphere. It's a good community. The coaches cared. Um, you make friends in the classes, and I kind of considered myself kind of the nomad because I was bouncing around from class to class. Yeah. I'd do six one day, nine thirty, then an evening class. Um, and it's fun. It's good people, good coaches, great atmosphere. Um, I knew I could never go to a Gold's or any other gym where I'd show up and maybe get on a treadmill, maybe uh, yeah. do a couple curls, and I'd be like, yeah, I feel like I've done enough, you know, because there's accountability. People are pushing you, you know, you're, you're, or you're trying to keep up with one of the really good people in the class, you know, and it's, and it's fun, and it's positive. It's just a great place to be. It really is. Now, did you have a training background before? So you mentioned Gold's. Did you used to train in a regular gym? No, because, again, there was no accountability. There was no teamwork. There was nothing like that. Um, you know, I, I was in the Army. And I was a police officer for about 18 years. So there was, there was PT. There was workouts. There was group sure. workouts and stuff. But, but nothing as focused and as disciplined and as, quite frankly, scientific as what you get when you come here. Awesome. 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 Now, if you're talking to a buddy and uh, you see that they're a little bit on the decline. So, and this, this isn't to pump up the gym. I wanted this more about you. If there's people in your life that you say, "Hey, man, you know, I care enough about you that if you get your life on track, you're gonna you're gonna see these benefits. You're gonna notice that things in your life are gonna get better." Um, do you find that it's difficult to have conversations with people? I'll say our age because we are in the ballpark. Our age, where you're introducing something to somebody that's not native anymore. I mean, because if you've got someone that's, you know, social cocktails and late nights and lots of lots of business. You know, if you're if you're plugged into your business, you typically don't have much time for anything else. So those types of characters that are just business wizards, they do you find that most of them adopt healthy lifestyles? And when you talk about it, because obviously you have to be a point of conversation, because dude, you're 52 and you're shredded. Um, Jackson put up something on Facebook a couple of days ago. Drove the ladies crazy at our gyms. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. So. The idea that you've hit this age where most guys are ready to backslide and you're going in the opposite direction. Is it difficult for you to have conversations with people when you're trying to share your journey? Yeah. I mean, it is sometimes and sometimes it's not. Some some people are eager to talk about it. And awesome. Then, and some people don't like it because they're not there. They're not ready to go there. And you know how humans, humans are. Some of them are positive about things. Some are negative about things. And, mm -hmm. and the, the negative types don't want to hear it because they're they're not in the best shape of their life or anywhere near the best shape of their life. And they, you know, there, there might be some envy or like, you know, yeah, it's tough. they don't want to get to that level, but, but people are curious. And I tell them the biggest thing, one of the best things that this done for me isn't physical, but mental. It, um, it, again, I told you when I came here, it was at a really bad point in my life and yep. I just had to turn things around. And what I found is that the really tough workouts here, and they're tough, um, every, they, and they haven't gotten easier. As I, as I tell people, they don't, it never gets easier here. You just get better at doing it. Awesome. Um, That's the perfect way to say it. Yeah, you, you just get better at doing it. Was, quite frankly, my, my mood, you know, depression. I was definitely depressed uh, when I first came here. I, I, I definitely had depression problems, and the last thing I wanted to do is take medicine for that. Not, yeah. I'm not, not knocking anybody that does take medicines for depression, but I wanted to avoid that as best I could. 
and coming here and burning that stress and pushing myself real hard, it, it really helped with depression. And now I don't feel those symptoms at all anymore. Dude, that's, that's awesome. So are you noticing that uh, when you say, obviously sleep, rest, recovery, you know, getting your body active, those things all play into it. Have you noticed that uh, you are seeing the benefit as far as your recovery and your rest? Absolutely. Awesome. And are you able, do you find that you can go more throughout the day with better mental focus? I mean, a lot of times you'll see that people, they get foggy brain. They don't have that, you know, that two o'clock slump where they're just useless for the rest of the day. Have you noticed that that's improved for you? It depends on the workout that day. Sometimes I just want to <laughs> sleep the rest of the day. <laughs> I'm right <laughs> but, there with But no, yeah, it, it's, uh, there's an absolute improvement. Um, not saying I still don't get that foggy brain or that sure. really deep slump in the afternoon, but just a world of difference of how, how much easier it is to get through a day, how much better I can sleep at night, you know, throughout the whole night. It's so much better than it was before. Even, even before I had all my losses, you know, before my wife passed yep. away, before, you know, I was thrown out of uh, political office, you know, even before those things happened, things are so much better physically and mentally and being able to sleep, being able to recover. Um, you know, I shouldn't throw this in there, but even being able to even being able to recover after a hard night of drinking, you know, I, I still like to do that here and there it and, uh, and, and being able to recover from that is better than it was four or five years ago. Much easier. We've had to, that's, it's, I'm glad you said that. Uh, typically as someone that runs a gym or is kind of the head of a fitness movement, that's probably going a little bit too far. But the idea that we have to live a lifestyle that, well, I'm going to lead by example, so I don't want people to see that we do the same things. That uh, Trainers and gym owners, they're all still human. They all still do the same things. And, of course, we backslide and we make mistakes and we still, I still drink. I'm Irish and German, for God's sake, so it's in my DNA. But the idea that you can still have fun and it doesn't have to dictate your life. So you're still seeing all this progress and you're still able to do the things that you enjoy, which is socializing and um, being in those type of social environments and you're still mastering it. Yeah. It gives me doing this has given me more energy to do that. Dude, that's fantastic. All right. So let me get, uh, okay. Are your kids, have you, have you noticed if your boys have adopted any type of a lifestyle change following dad? Uh, so my older son's left to JMU, mm-hmm. and he's an absolute ap- academic. Um, so no, not with him. <laughs> Dad, you keep doing your thing. My younger son is an athlete. He plays football, and now he's gotten really competitive with me. He, uh, it's almost like he's kind of a little pissed because I've surpassed him in a few things. Dude, yeah, that's this athletic awesome. 15-year-old. And, and he's never been in here, right? Yeah, no, he started here, Coach. He, uh, I had him going here, and it really got him geared up for football. I had him in that's Co- fantastic. Coach, oh, Coach Schrader. Uh, tore him up in CrossFit teens. That's right. He was in there. Yep. I and, completely uh, forgot. And CrossFit teens, you know, he brought him into, he went into his high school football program after doing CrossFit teens and was one of the more, he was one of the stronger and faster kids on his team. And a lot of that was coming here to the CrossFit teens. Dude, it's a great story. Yeah, his, his mama wouldn't let him play football growing up, and so hopefully she didn't strike me down with a lightning bolt from heaven. But <laughs> Smite you? He, he, <laughs> he wanted to play football, and so he, he once his freshman year started, he's like, Dad, I'm going to play football. And I was like, you know your mom never wanted you to, and that's why you never did. He's yeah. like, yeah, but Dad, I want to play. So, of course, I let him play, but you know, a lot of those kids played in middle school, and they played the Manassas Sharks or Gainesville Grizzly Leagues, yep. and it was the first time he ever played, and he was one of the more – he was one of the – he was not – 
he was not very good at football skills, but he was definitely one of the faster and stronger kids on the team, which which was a huge help for him because sure. it was the first time he ever played. Make up for skill, just being stronger exactly and faster. Exactly right. And now he's, awesome. now he's getting those skills, still has the strength and speed, and so starting here for him was was just a huge benefit. Dude, okay. All right, so you, you've made all these positive progressive changes. Um, you're still a leader in the area, but now you're also representing a healthy lifestyle. You're showing that uh, to that population that you can do both, that you can have balance between committing time, putting your um, putting your energy and effort into making yourself better. You, I've heard you say before, this is your health insurance. So you, you dump time into your health and wellness because you know that this is going to allow you to be there for your boys. This is going to you know extend your life and keep you healthy and keep you on track. Right. Now, all those textbook things, great client, great guy, awesome, cool background to talk about. Now you took it a step further and you started transitioning into the coaching model here. So we have always, we've tried hiring outside and typically what happens is our culture, community, and to find someone that's a good fit for that is the challenge already. But then our style of fitness is a little chaotic and it takes typically someone that's been through it for a while, almost as like an indoctrination to understand the flow. And then when you bring those pieces together and you understand our culture, um, it's difficult to find people that excel in the, in that space, but you've done it. You've started coaching here. So what is, what has it been like from you transitioning from on the floor as a client to on the floor as a fitness leader now? I mean, obviously leadership's in your DNA. So you taken this as a huge surprise here in your story, but now that you're in here, what was it like? Were you nervous? Did you think you had it down? Did you transition well into the coach side? No, coach, I'm I'm still nervous because I'm kind of the junior coach, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, still nervous. But I I love what I love doing is helping people excel at whatever they want to do. And obviously, if they're here, they want to excel either either in life in general, but certainly in their physical fitness. And when there was really crowded classes, and the coach was focusing on a couple of people, and I saw someone doing you know struggling or doing something that definitely wasn't wrong, I would very gently and politely sure. and kindly and with a smile on my face, say, hey, hey, try it like this, you know? And so, uh, you know. Nobody I, likes a douchebag, so you found a way to. You tried to, yeah, try to help them. And, and of course, there's there's folks that have helped me in classes too, you know, that, that were here for much longer than I am. And so, I yeah, I'm still a little nervous about doing it, but I really like doing it. And I really like helping people, you know, meet their goals and exceed what they think they can do that that that's fun that that's no matter what you're training man whether it's physical fitness or business you know life in general relationships that's Mm -hmm. that's just really gratifying kind of thing to do what's your what has been your biggest struggle so far in that transition so being junior all the you know the the cool thing is do you think it's harder to coach people that you know so the people that you've been working out with before, but now you're in a different role, or do you think it's easier coaching people that don't know you at all? Now, the most difficult thing for me is that stupid timer uh, <laughs> remote. I, I still can't figure <laughs> that out. Figuring it out? Yes. The timer remote is the worst thing about coaching. Uh, so standing up, there's not a big deal. Engaging them. I don't mind that at all. That's I, awesome. I enjoy it. Um, again, I'm the newest coach, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still learning. I thought I knew all the exercises and all the moves really well, but then you get up there to teach it. You're like, damn, maybe I don't know it so well, (laughs) you know? So there's definitely a transition there. Um, and so of course I know you guys get your coaches really, you know, the portal you've set up for coaches that shows them every single exercise, how to do it. It's been a great help for me. Uh, but, but no, I don't mind getting up in front of them at all. That's, that's never been a problem for me. Um, but again, it's wanting to do it right. Wanting to help them succeed, wanting to make sure I'm doing the job right. Uh, is the part that kind of makes me nervous, dude. And would you encourage 
would you encourage anybody else to pursue this? Or do you think it's pretty unique and niche to you that you're like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that I'm doing it. But have you, have you had conversations with members that have just kind of, wow, I can't believe you're stepping into that role. Do you think it's something that you would inspire them to do? Or is this something you're like, I'm still figuring it out, you know, the, the words. Yeah, I'm still figuring it out. And I'm, I'm real big on letting people do or letting people think what they want to do and think. Yeah. Um, it, I would I would encourage anybody to do it. It's um, it's not easy when it comes to time management. Yeah. Because you know you want to get your workouts in also, and then you want to come do a class. You want to train. So it's not easy for time management at all. But when it's something you really enjoy doing, you make it happen. And I, that's probably the most difficult. That would probably be the most difficult thing for m- most of the members here. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think members from the gym make the better coaches because they know the they're part of the community. They know the community. They know. Yep. They, they know what it's like here. Um, but I think that would be the biggest challenge for most people. But, yeah, I mean, if people would want to do that, yeah, I'd encourage it in a heartbeat because um, it's, it's it's a great, fun thing to do. Sweet. Dude, that's, that's music to my ears. Now I'm just going to run through some rando questions. I'm just going to pepper you with some kind of goofy things to talk about. Which do you prefer training-wise, upper body days or lower body days? Oh, upper body. Are you kidding me? I hate <laughs> lower body. <laughs> now upper, bo- upper body or cardio? Because you seem like a cardio junkie to me. I've gotten so good at cardio, but I still like upper body much better. Uh, what's your typical training split? Do you, are you a Monday through Friday? Do you break it up? I pretty much come Monday through Friday. Awesome. And do you vary the days through the week still, or are you consistent at a particular time? I'm at 6 a.m. more than most times, but I'm still the nomad. I still bounce around from class to class. Okay. And do you find yourself, um, since now you are a client, you're not the leader, do you still find that you take instruction well, or do you think you've done a little bit more research and homework in the portal and the training model, and you might know a little bit more than the coach? Uh, I, I ask. I still ask for instruction from coaches. That's brilliant. Okay. I even asked for instruction from Natalie the other day, the intern. <laughs> That's perfect. That's awesome. Well, I just added. I asked her to look at what I'm doing. Tell me, does this form look right to That's you? Awesome. I don't. I don't mind doing that. Being coachable is just as important as being a coach. So being able to always learn and um, improve your trade craft is that's awesome because typically ego will conflict in there and that's what will make somebody a shitty coach um have you looked into because we do the the boot camp style but we also have the crossfit style have you looked into crossfit at all and what is it that you like and don't like about the program um well i'm afraid personally i'm afraid to answer that one no it's okay because you'll tell me no 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 trust me get over here jackson nope that's not it um i really enjoy the boot camp um this is my health insurance because i've decided not to pay for health insurance. Um, I don't have it through the state risky. anymore. Yep. It is super risky, um, <laughs> but it's so damn expensive. I figured if I'm in good health, my son has health insurance through the college. My younger son, I got it for him only. Yep. So some of the, some of those lifts worry me for my back. And I think if you have perfect form, you will Smart. not hurt yourself. Nobody's perfect. So right. Don't, and don't that's my problem. There. Um, don't feel bad. I hurt myself one time here and it set me out for three weeks and it was doing, it was doing slam bags. And it was as simple, and it was my fault. Um, my form was good. I went down. I was doing a heavy bag. I went down, slammed it, went to grab it, only had it with one hand. My other hand wasn't picking it up. And so all my weight was on one hand, and it just torqued my back. I was yeah. out for three weeks. I, had to, I left the class right there. I barely walked out. Coach was like, Jackson, are you okay? Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I was like, I got to go, Coach. It I could barely take get, much. Yeah, I could barely get my truck. And it was because I just I, – I messed up. It wasn't – anyone's fault but mine i went to grab that heavy slam bag i think i was doing the 20 pound at the time yep and i brought it up with just with one hand instead of both sure and that's all it took one little twitch you're rotating around your trunk and yep and and so my fear on crossfit like 
I love watching them work out. I mean, I'm like, oh my God, those guys are freaking beasts over there. It's amazing watching. So um, it, it's, it's, I love watching those guys work out, but I'm, I'm afraid of the big bars. The, I'm um, afraid of hurting my back. Uh, there's a, there's some stereotypes between uh, the CrossFit, the high intensity strength training versus the boot camp. And I'll be honest, I don't think I could do our style of boot camp anymore. I can't handle that volume. It's different training on the on the um, doing CrossFit, but as far as model endurance, the grind. I think there's more of a grind in the the boot camp flavor that we have. And you guys and gals that have mastered that environment. I think you'd beat my ass more than short duration. Great. But if it's got to go too long of an extended, um, that's where I think the two programs really differ. And I think that you are probably more conditioned in the right areas than having to throw up a bell. But it's interesting um, that you see that and you're cautious enough because the typical CrossFitter, well, I'm going to get myself in trouble. A lot of people that pursue that avenue of training they don't have the structure, history, and training age to do it well, but they want to replicate the people they see, they, um, the people, they're, they're fitness heroes, and they bite off more than they can chew, and they do get hurt because obviously the injury rates on CrossFit are always higher than what you see on the boot camps. And I'd be exactly like that, Coach, but I know that I'm already past the half-century mark, so yeah. It's about the long game at this point. It's exactly right. We just don't recover as much. Um, have you done any obstacle races? Uh I did so many of them by force in the army that yeah, not so much. Those ones are f- now they're more party. There's beer at the end. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> it but wasn't like it was back then yeah, where so it was you, like oh, I'm being made to do this. Yeah, when I was made to do it, I figured I did enough. I didn't. I crawled through enough mud under bar bar in my life. I okay, need to do that again. Um, if you've got a new client, so new client comes up and they're struggling uh, just to adapt, what is your wheelhouse? Do you think it's the fitness? Is it the mental? Is it the nutrition? Where's that one piece where you can say, look, if you go in here, this will improve your efforts. What do you think at this point you've adapted and are strong at? You don't have to be an expert, but where do you feel the most comfortable that you can support somebody on your own? I, I think it's the mental. Because That's I, awesome. The uh, grit. Yeah. It's, and that's the toughest part about this is just showing up and going through it. And it's not easy. Um, you know, now, now that I'm a coach, I can see exactly what the workouts are the next day. And I hate some of them, man. I'm just like, I hate when we do that, (laughs) but you got to show up. You just got to show up. And that's what I tell people. And I, you know, and I tell them I'm honest with them too, though. Like that's my big thing. When I tell people, even before I came a coach, you know, and I see someone struggling, I go up to them and say, Hey, you know what? This never gets easier. Never. But guess what? You get better at it. You got to do things you hate. Yeah. And if you're one of those people that keeps cherry picking workouts, you're never going to hit the run times that you want. You're never going to get the biceps or the shoulders or the legs. If you keep skipping things that you hate, most people don't like leg days, but if you keep skipping those, you're going to notice a deficiency in your training, Yep. which no big deal if you're just not symmetrical, but that's where you can actually get to injuries later in life. So because you're not built the same, it can cause a problem. But you, you, I think out of everything, being able to get somebody to commit to the decision to do this is stronger it's a greater need than having somebody actually show up or eat the right foods at home because if the mental game falls apart they're not going to do either so i think that's probably of the three that's probably the best one you could have answered um how have you been as far as influencing your friends and family as far as pursuing a lifestyle i know we talked that there was a some people you can influence and some people you can't but are you a leader that people are actually saying all right dude i've seen you i've seen what you can do I want you to give me some pointers and tips. Not not to where I think I should be, Coach, um, at this point. And that's where I'm starting now. Now that I'm a coach, I feel more comfortable addressing people and talking to them about it and convincing them to come here. I've, I've gotten a few people to come to this gym. 
Um, you know, and most of them have left. Yep. Um, and I haven't been able to keep them, but you know, that's it's understandable. And most people that do come don't stay for a long time. It ebbs and flows, and it ebbs and flows. I think our society and the way the way the fitness business has worked is it's pursue a short term goal, enjoy the benefits, figure it out later. Um, because everything now, and that was the the flaw with the challenges that we ran, is that we did six weeks, and the idea was it'll catch on. If if you're surrounded by these types of people of this environment, if people come in and they're exposed to you and the, the, the people that you that are just like you, it's going to catch and they're going to be just as ignited to live that lifestyle. And the reality is people aren't. Um, most people will default quickly to stress, knocks me out of the game. Um, bad decisions nutritionally knocks me out of the game. I don't like that that person's stronger than me. The fact that you came in and had a 90 pound girl swing at a heavier weight and you showed up the next day, that'll shut some dudes down. They'll come in and like, I'm not going to go somewhere that makes me feel stupid. I'm not going to go somewhere where I feel weak in a room full of people that appear strong. So there's, there's a huge gap between what the industry should be serving and how they should be serving people and what people are expecting and what they'll do. So the fact that you keep bringing people in, that is paid forward. I don't expect anyone to bring someone in. I'll bet you two out of 10. So 20%, if you're lucky, will actually follow this lifestyle and stay with it. Um, but you've kind of done your diligence by paying it forward you inspired them to show up you help them for a little while you let them see the other side what's behind the curtain and the rest of it's on them so you can't really i've had to let go of being responsible of keeping people here it's like if you're not there i can't make you be here right i tried to get people run on external motivations where i would be that motivation point for them it just wears you out i mean following up making sure they're good making sure they're good um accommodating 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 but they never are driven enough to do it on their own steam they don't have that internal drive it's not going to work right and it took me years to figure that out so you're doing it and the fact that you keep paying that forward is a big thing especially the people in your life and you touched on one of the big ones i think and, and maybe it's just because it's the way i would think um i think when people show up and they're one of the weakest in the classes because it's their first time that's i think that's the, probably one of the bigger reasons people w wouldn't come back and and that's where i like to coach the weakest people and encourage them say you're a beast this is freaking awesome you're doing great you know because they are doing great for having only shown up for yeah. their fifth boot camp workout you know um and so i think that that's pretty key i i'm guessing that would probably be one of the biggest reasons people don't come back but i may be completely wrong I, it's all mental dude it was that was the part that made me hesitate coming back is, is really oh yeah i was watching like I said, watching this 98-pound girl in front of me swinging a kettlebell twice as easy as I could. And the, I'm just like, the only thing that that's makes embarrassing. It, the only thing that makes it masculine is that there's a piece of equipment in your hand. If it was a cardio environment, I absolutely wouldn't go back. <laughs> if I was in a place where I was, on, I was holding on to my knees and all the women around me were slaughtering me, I'd be like, I'm never coming back to this class. But the kettlebell makes it more manly. Dumbbells gives me less like, okay, eventually I'm going to be the equalizer. Right. And I'll be able to make it work. But hell no, dude. If it was cardio-based only and I was getting my balls kicked in. I wouldn't come back. <laughs> so bravo to you. Um, all right. So a couple more things. Somebody new comes into the gym and it's, again, this isn't just to promote us. What would you tell somebody? What's your number one reason? This is why you should do this. So pursuing a healthy lifestyle, this is why you should do it. Mental health. That's what I think. Okay. I Th think, I think, you know, that, that, Right now in society, that it's such a huge prevalent issue. Um, this is super simplified. What I'm about to say, but I believe it is we've gone as a as a species, we've gone from people that labor all day, work hard, burn energy all mm -hmm. day long, 
to a people that sit behind a desk all day. Yep. Majority wise. Yep. And uh, and then you you start in all these different modern medicines and everything like that. Who knows what's going on with our brains as a species because of just the change, the rapid change we've gone through. Yep. And burning off this exercise and energy and workout does whatever it needs to do to soothe your brain. I mean, that's how it's worked for me. So that's what I think. Awesome. Obviously, since it's for me, since it works so well that way for me, I think that's the biggest thing. And then, of course, you see the benefits, and that's always good for your self-esteem also. Um, Even if you still are eating junk and your body physically doesn't look changed, you still feel stronger. You still Mm -hmm. feel healthier. Um, you know, for the, for those that come work out, but don't try to lose weight, you know, but they're making themselves stronger. They're making their energy, their endurance levels better. I, I just think it's better for your mental health. And, and that's where I think the biggest, for me, again, I know that's a very simplified answer from a broad issue, but it's, uh, a, it's a position I have not heard. So typically people are all about the aesthetics, you know, and you can't quantify someone that feels awesome. So if somebody comes in, they feel awesome. They have a bad day at work. They come in the next day, they feel awesome again. If you can get into that emotional piece of people, they'll stick to something. But if they can't, they're not pushing hard enough to get the hormones to dump. They're not getting the endorphins. They're not getting that, you know, workout high. They're not plugged in with the community. They don't feel like they belong because the results don't come that fast. Right. No, Um, they don't. So if you feel accomplished, the emotional side is there, which does come into the brain chemistry and brain balance, then you can catch fire with it, but it takes a little bit of, you have to put yourself in that position to be in that position. So it's a choice. It is. And right. It's not an easy choice to go through. I mean, you got to, you just got to keep showing up and that's hard to do. Now, uh, the only thing we didn't cover, what are your stats? So you started at, do you know approximately what body weight you started at? Is up in the low two twenties, I think. And whereabouts are you now? I fluctuate. I, I crazy fluctuate more than uh-huh. anyone, but right now I'm at about 198. Now has, so over 20 pounds, um, which for 52, it's pretty dope. I mean, it's not typical for people that are get older. They just concede, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. It takes more work and more discipline. Right. Now, um, so your sleep and recovery have improved. Much better. Uh, do you find that your ability to interact with your boys has improved? Yes. Okay, awesome. So Absolutely. And lastly, do you think that because you're a fitter version, Jackson's a fitter person, do you think people in business take you more seriously? That's a good question. Um, and I hadn't thought of it, but now that you say it, I they like to talk about it before you start doing a transaction. You know, before you start doing it, especially people you've known for a long time. They, they mention it. They always mention it. Damn, Jackson, you look good. What have you been doing? That's it. And that's always a good way to start a business meeting or a negotiation is when, you know, this with someone you've dealt with in the past, it, you know, and it's always a good way to start. So I, I hadn't even thought of that angle. But now that you say that, that's a common comment now when I meet with business associates, people I've done business before in the past or have known me in the past is you get that comment. Because it's not normal. The, right. The t- you know, uh, we have two out of three people are overweight or obese right now in our society. So when you catch somebody that's, older in age, they've made a change. They've held on to it. There was, a, there was something I heard from a Tony Robbins one time. Tony Robbins is actually telling the story that he was getting ready to do his first business deal and getting ready to close it. He was going to shake hands with this lady, this woman that was going to, you know, give him this big opportunity. And she looked at his hands when she shook it and she saw that he had chewed all of his fingernails off. And she says, what's going on here? And he says, oh, I chew my fingernails and I get nervous. And she killed the deal right there. She says, I can't do business. If someone doesn't have any self-control. And she walked away from the table. And that was probably one of the defining moments for him. But when you do business and you're getting ready to move money, 
make change, invest, if you're getting ready to do all those things and you have a personality that you don't take care of yourself, what type of a message or image does that portray to the other person? It's like, I take my life seriously. I take my fitness seriously. I take my health seriously. If you don't think I'm going to respect this process and be, and have high expectations from you, business partner, business person, look at the way I carry myself and the way I behave and what I've invest in. Um, you should be taken more seriously because it's not normal. Right. And, you know, and I think especially I do some commercial real estate as well as residential and especially with commercial guys. Um, and a lot of them are in awful shape, but those are the guys that will mention being in good shape more than anyone. I, I don't know why, but Dude, I've noticed that. Because it's different and yeah. you're an influencer and people follow leaders and in that way you are a leader. Well, cool, kind brother. of you to say, Coach. Did I see it? That's why I was excited to have you on as our first, uh, our first member avatar. So the the type of people that we want to encourage and lift up in uh, in our community. So thank you for being on. Um, we're going to put all Jackson's information below on this podcast, so you're going to find his information, his contact, um, and we'll have links to your business in there as well. Um, if you are a client here, obviously, if you know Jackson, try to take one of his classes because he's the one with the big smile on his face. He's always it always looks a little surreal that he's in front of the class versus in it. So I always get a kick out of seeing you in there, just knowing your transition and how you started with us. Thanks, Coach. So thank you, brother, for being on. Um, any last-minute words? Any last uh, thoughts? No, just show up. Show up. Just show up. If you don't show up, you're not going to get any benefit. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for jumping on with this uh, with this episode. If you heard something you like, share it. If you think you've got something in common with Jackson, it's okay if they reach out? Absolutely. All right, so you can find Jackson Miller on Facebook. And, again, we'll have some – contact information below that you can actually pursue him professionally if you're looking for somebody to motivate you, inspire you, or someone that you're doing commercial or, uh, or residential residential real estate with. All right, my brother, thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next one.